0: I remember a Charles Schulz Peanuts cartoon where Snoopy is down in the dumps on one Thanksgiving. He has his dog food in front of him and he says to himself, how about that? Everyone is eating turkey on Thanksgiving and all I get is dog food. What do I have to be thankful about? He thinks for a moment and then the last uh, frame of the cartoon is that bubble over his head that says, well, I guess I should be thankful I wasn't born a Turkey. Sometimes we join Snoopy in having a hard time thinking what we should be thankful about and who we should thank for. This is not a new problem. Our gospel lesson today from the 17th chapter of Luke reflects society's failure in thanksgiving. Here Jesus is, walking into a village, and in the midst of the hustle and bustle of the surrounding crowd, and from a distance, a group of lepers, a homeless, hopeless, forgotten people, cry out to him, have mercy on us. And Christ hears their cries, and in the scriptures, it tells us that Jesus restores their health. Once outcasts, they are now free to rejoin their family and friends, to hug their wives and to play with their children, to resume their occupations, to worship in the synagogue. In society's terms, these men were dead, and now they are alive again. And these ten were so overcome by what Jesus had done for them that one of them comes back to say thanks. Jesus asked the question that we all might be thinking, where are the other nine? And this hits home because if you're like me, you can relate to those nine. You're down for a while and things aren't going your way and it seems easy to pray then. You think a lot more at those times in your life about what you want to say in your prayers, you really feel it, you cry out to help so that the Lord can hear you. But it's a little different when things are going well, and the struggles that once tormented us are kind of in the distant past. At those times in our lives, there's so much to do, there's people to see, there's places to go. Who has time to give thanks? It's easy at those times just to mouth the words and to hurry past the grace and get to the good part, whether that's food on the table or something else. With no struggle to face, who cries out to thank God? But we should. In the relevant abundance, relative abundance of our society today and with that iconic self Made spirit of independence that's so much a part of who we are, we begin to think that we deserve what we have, so why should we be thankful? It's like uh, the story I once remember hearing of the preacher who visited this prosperous farmer in his congregation and seeing this farmer's farm laden with crops, ready to be harvested, He remarks about how wonderful it is that God has blessed this farmer with such abundance. And then to this, the farmer replies, yes, but you should have seen it before I started working here, when the Lord had it on his own. Today, this tendency still seems to be, the tendency still seems to be for us to focus on how long and how hard we have worked to get what we have. But then we hear those words from the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy. When you've made it to the good life, it says in the scriptures, take care that you don't forget God. And this passage, if, I don't know if it does for you, but it does for me, rings so true. When we have plenty, when you're well fed and you're comfortable, The scriptures say, don't exalt yourself. Don't say it is my power and it's through my hands that all I have has been given. Remember God. It all comes from God. And this is especially interesting as we stand and important as we stand today on this Sunday, the Reign of Christ Sunday I mentioned earlier, as we enter into the time of Advent I'm thinking about, it's appropriate to remember what or who is at our center, who is in charge, who has given us all we have been given. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. With us always, a God in the flesh for us. This is where it all starts and this is where the journey of thanksgiving begins. Too often, the words of thanks roll off our lips, but the question is, do our lives really reflect thanksgiving? This obviously ties into the whole concept of of stewardship that we've been focusing on lately. Stewardship is not just about money, and giving thanks isn't just about how much we have. They both deal with how we decide to live our lives, how we spend our time, how we invest our resources. It's about who we are as people of God. It's about how we invest ourselves and all that we've been given in our life itself. You know, maybe like me, as Thanksgiving approaches, you might also be dreaming about all the food you'll be <clears throat> I can almost taste that banana cream pie right now. My aunt makes the best banana cream pie. I won't. I'm distracting myself. I also have been thinking, though, about how much time we spend on nutrition and dieting in our culture. Usually suspended for Thanksgiving, but during the rest of the year, people spend hours in their day planning what they'll eat, counting calories, and making sure they're eating healthy. It's amazing to me how long it can take to go food shopping if you really look at every label on everything that you buy. But then I think about how, <clears throat> the amount of time we spend planning and thinking and living out our devotional diet. I think about how much time I spend thinking about filling up my spirit versus filling up my stomach. It seems like it to be, be difficult sometimes with only 24 hours in a day to find time to spend moments nourishing the spirit whether through prayer or scripture reading, through Bible study, or even exercise, which recharges the spirit as well. I worry that though our nutritional diet can be wholesome, that our devotional diet is sometimes focused on a type of spiritual fast food or spiritual junk food. It doesn't go deep. It, doesn't be, it isn't researched like our nutritional diet. The pilgrims on that first Thanksgiving join with Martin Rinkart, who wrote the hymn we're going to sing as our last hymn today. They joined together at getting at what lay at, I think, the center of the spirit of Thanksgiving. Rinkart wrote that final hymn we sing together following a time of war, a time of famine, a time of plague. It was not like the best of times. He had witnessed enough misery and buried enough people to last a thousand lifetimes, but his faith, he believed, carried him through this difficulty as well as he would have believed would have carried him through his prosperity. So that he could write these words, now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom the word rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Whether we're in the midst of struggle or in the midst of plenty, God is there to answer our cries. The only question really is how do we respond? How do we prepare ourselves to thank God? That one leper in our story in the Gospel of Luke that returned was made whole, not by what he had, not because of his physical healing, but Jesus said it was because of his faith. There was something incomplete about those who didn't return, about those who didn't live thankful lives, something that made them unwhole or unhealed even though they were physically well. Something about their lives that was not complete. Some of you might remember in the bulletin last week and on the sign the week before, it's like Winston Churchill once said, you make a living by what you get, but a life by what you give. You make a living by what you get, but a life by what you give. What, give of your, what you give of yourself, Where you commit yourself to what you give your time, and your talent, and your treasure too, will define your life. So, not only this week, but every week and every day of your life, say thanks to God. Live thanking God. Not just for what you have, but also for what you have the opportunity to give. Thank God with hearts, and hands, and voices. Thank God with your whole life, and what a life it will be. What a life we have to live when we live it full of thankfulness in each and every day. Let us pray.